0: Welcome, fiends, to Handle with Scare. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. With me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts, Holly Hooge and John. And you guys, it's the start of the new month. We got a new phobia, which uh, I'll introduce here in just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we, we're back from uh, a little bit longer wait in between recordings. Uh, about like a week and a half now, but you know, whatever. We've been busy, a lot of stuff happening, uh, a lot of stuff still happening, and I cannot wait for really uh, these next couple of months, because we have some absolute killer phobias uh, coming up throughout uh, all of summer, but you know, how's the week been treating you guys?
1: Oh, it's been a long one, and uh, this is so fun, to nice, uh, it's nice to just relax and talk about some horror movies,
0: mm.
1: and I hope our listeners feel the same way.
2: Or viewers, whatever. Definitely. <laughs> I agree, it's been good. It's been warm here. It's warm here. So we're feeling that warm. The, the like, warm drag, been, we're like, yeah, Ugh.
0: But we're...
1: <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Is it warm where you're at?
0: Uh, it's rainy.
1: Okay, that seems to... <laughs> do. <laughs>
0: we, don't, we don't know that,
2: we don't know what rain yeah, is what's here. Your, what's rain? <laughs> is
3: that how you say it?
2: <laughs> rain is that thing where water falls out of the mm. sky. I hear. I remember insane. here yeah. on the west coast, we haven't had. That's not a thing we have anymore here.
0: What? We just get to- that's because like you had a drought, and then nobody thought that you know they would go outside and like do a rain dance like collectively. So then it's mm-hmm. just a continued drought, and then it just never rains there. That's um, what we
2: need.
0: yeah <laughs> definitely. It just needs to be a statewide rain dance and then uh, you know yeah. maybe you'll get like one droplet mhm hopefully yeah <laughs> and
3: uh it hopefully this picks up too.
0: <laughs> and then that will solve the uh the brush fire issues probably not but anyways uh, i am your host Tumbly drunk and tonight we are kicking off april uh, on our entomophobia deep dive, which is the fear of bugs, and tonight we got some Dario Argento. Uh, so, John, this was your pick. This is one you and I were both kind of eyeing, and you know, we, yeah. you and I, kind of knew, like, okay, this is one that uh, probably probably one of the I-, I wouldn't say it's the most known Argento flick, but to me. This movie has always kind of been like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So you have like the jolly aspects and you also have a lot of the supernatural and then you just combine them uh, into whatever this movie is supposed to be. Because there are things in this movie that are just absolute batshit crazy. There's a lot of interesting, in uh, like light and dark disposition in regards to the characters. Uh also like kind of combating like some of the powers being seen as evil and whatnot. So uh why don't you go ahead and introduce what movie we're gonna be discussing tonight.
2: So yeah, I had to I had to pick Dario Argento uh phenomena. Uh I yeah, I had to pick it just to make sure it got picked. I was I figured you might pick it, but I wasn't sure. But also I'm a huge fan. Make had Dario. to happen. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I love really visual visually striking movies and oh. uh suspiria and inferno are definitely two of my favorite Dario Argento movies and two favorite horror movies in general and so and I also wanted to pick this cuz I hadn't seen it in ages and I'm pretty sure I even saw what is th- the American hour and a half version mm. back when I initially saw it and now the general version is a two-hour version that's mm-hmm. extended the full Italian that version. That includes
1: those Italian pieces, which he had explained to me. He's like, did you watch the hour and a half or the hour long? And I told him, like, well, I'm not really sure. And he said, was there <laughs> any Italian scenes in there? I'm like, there were. <laughs> and yeah. they're so, like, not that interesting, the, ceilings, or the scenes. Like, they're very tiny. And also, they just, they're just, you know, moving the story along very gently. Not, like, mm-hmm. anything dramatic. So, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have to be two hours in one thing.
2: Yeah, it was... A- <laughs> I, you know, I was wondering about that at first. I was like, "What happened? Why is this? Why are there parts that are just not overdone?" And I was like, "Is this time from now on?"
1: But then it got back. It came back. So yeah,
0: because I remember because like I rented it on uh, Prime Video and I watched it last night on Twisted Tuesday, and I was like, "All right, let me turn on the subtitles." All right, I because I completely forgot about that. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, so like you had the subtitles on in English, and it's just like foreign language speaking. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, perfect, great, all right, moving on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first, when that, the first appearance of the Italian, she sort of, like, says a little saying in Italian just briefly and then switches back to English. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just a, a weird sort of instance of her using some sort of colloquial Italian phrase. Sure. And then it, and then it kept going after that, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have the subs turned on and so then I checked. Yeah, I I had to check and it was like, oh, there are subs here. Okay, got it. (laughs) And uh, But I... So, in picking, though, uh, this one, I did come close. It was in debate with The Mist, Mm -hmm. which...
1: Oh, shit, The Mist! Mm That would have been a good
2: one. But I ended up going with this one because, I don't know, I like The Mist a lot but... I think I like Dario Argento more and just wanted yeah. to, to make sh- be sure we did that
0: one. Uh,
1: also, this one's more interesting, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, The Mist is a lot of fun.
0: But- and a lot, a lot sadder. I'm glad you didn't pick The Mist, because... Uh- yeah, The Mist has <laughs> depressing... The Mist has a, yeah, That's
1: depressing...
2: That's one the people who in the uh, in the grocery store, right? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. There's a
1: Mist and it has bugs in The Mist.
2: That's ultimately why I didn't pick it, because what I what I like about the mist just, we're on a little sidetrack for a moment, obviously Mm -hmm. here, but, uh, what I like about the mist is all of the bug scenes Mm -hmm. and all of the creatures are awesome and amazing. And the way it's shot and everything Mm -hmm. is really cool. But all of the, People interacting scenes are really depressing, right? Because
1: um, it's like it's, people turning on each other and like just evilness coming out, like the human, like that evil part of humanity. Yeah, <laughs> turns where, out it's man.
2: It's one of those movies where it's like people will. It, I mean you know close to reality of course unfortunately but like people how quickly people will turn bad in a bad situation
1: i you know if my elevator is delayed getting to the floor i already feel that that evilness coming out so, <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep an eye on me all right <laughs>
2: totally. you know, for, the, for the lighter more fun phenomena was the better option
1: right before we started the the, the show we were just talking about how uh, the movie is just nonstop insanity, and it's so fun. It's so fun that you kind of forget really big portions of the movie. You're like, "Oh yeah, she talks to bugs. Oh, oh yeah!" Like it's just it's insane how many different things are going on.
2: Well, and yeah, we should, and we should start by saying this is, of course, uh, Jennifer Connelly's first movie. From That's what That's right, I or
1: at least her first her first star, role.
2: yeah. Um,
1: Pre uh, Labyrinth.
2: Yep, yeah. and it's the story of young it, it actually shares a very similar story <laughs> <laughs> <experience laughs> with superior <laughs> yeah of the, a young american girl going to a european country to attend a prestigious school mm-hmm. and there's strange goings on and and murders at the school except mm-hmm. the
1: teachers are not witches
2: they're bitches <laughs> okay. Although i feel like you could pretty easily tr- put this into that world it's the the three in uh, I don't know if you guys know, but there are three mothers mm-hmm. trilogy of movies where Oh, okay, uh, *Suspiria* yeah. mm-hmm. and *Inferno* and *Hemovra* are all the witches about these witches that secretly control Europe, or I think how it control the world, maybe I don't know. That sounds <laughs> or, <amazing. laughs> but uh, you could definitely put this movie into that. I think for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of
1: fun, mm-hmm. and. And so should we just give, like, a big overall, like, story? So uh, Jennifer Connelly, and you kind of get already from the get-go that she can talk to bugs. Or she's, she relates a lot to insects. She loves them all. And so she starts going to the school. And uh, they just, you know, sort of, like, slip in that there is also a, a maniac killer, a slasher, you know, on the grounds. Um, not only can she talk to bugs, but she's also a sleepwalker. <laughs> so that comes up a lot. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> The school is for 16-year-old for girls, and that's just what the killer likes. Um, let's see. And doesn't she
2: sort of have psychic premonitions when she's sleepwalking a little bit, too? Like, she can sort of see or experience? No, that's killer. when she
1: touches the, the bugs. Okay.
2: Yeah. But it does turn into a Duran Duran video every time she falls asleep. <laughs> There's a those.
1: monkey that is really helpful and, uh, you know, um, comes up a lot. And is important. Uh, there's the guy from Halloween. Uh, what's Donald his name? Pleasant. Donald Pleasant, uh-huh. who uh, he's, he's apparently he's supposed to be Scottish in the movie, but I didn't get yeah. that at all.
2: Yeah, <laughs> his, his accent came, kind of came and went.
1: What else is there? Like, there's abandoned buildings. There's um, see, like her dad's super famous. Uh, I mean, I have all the scenes written down, but there's so many things going on.
2: I do like this. I have to comment early on when they. Introduce her and, and the roommate, and uh, she puts up the poster of the pop star guy or the movie star, mm-hmm. and the roommate's like, "Oh, you like him?" Like, and <laughs> gets all like, weirdly sexual about him, and then she's like, "That's my dad." Like, that's a funny scene and everything, but when you stop and think about it, it's like, wait, you instead of having like a normal picture of your dad that you put, like, you on use your a head, poster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she never talks to her dad she talks to the lawyer because he's in the philippines recording yeah that's <laughs> that is really sad
2: yeah that's an interesting one too she never interacts
1: the uh uh we've got the two head mistress well there's only one head mistress but there's the two female you know authority figures in the movie one of them which is played from the same lady from tenebra right no no from shock she's in shock Although she's she's in a bunch of his movies anyway, but then and I didn't recognize her because she was so like mousy looking. Mm. And then the, the super hot headmistress, who we you're like, why are you so mad? If I looked like that, I wouldn't be angry at all. That's just me saying. She's just. And then uh, there's human soup. There's uh, there's a cop walking around, to figure shit out. There's detecting with bugs. There's... Yeah, this is so such a crazy movie. <laughs>
2: a crazy movie it's hard to to. There, there's,
1: there's like a disfigured mm. child that's you know that's mm-hmm. killing everybody and then to top it all off um there's like motorhead and yeah. um uh, and goblin and mm-hmm. the soundtrack is iron awesome. maiden iron maiden and was iron the other one yeah, yeah and a bunch of other you know bands too and then also like just not edited great but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's like, start from the beginning huh yeah yeah so like we, that was a cool you know you know that that was a general synopsis of the of the movie but let's let's kick it off
0: so, bugs. yeah all right uh so the the, the first thing I note about like the opening sequence is you actually have Dario Argento's daughter uh who's playing this role is getting stabbed in the stomach on uh, her head is smashed through a glass pane window uh in that opening scene uh which I thought was pretty interesting because like just you know being familiar with Argento's work like his ex-wife was a master Glassmaker on um, Glass had really been like a trademark in a lot of Argento's films. Uh mm-hmm. And, you know, we already, we already mentioned like the soundtrack. Obviously, like Goblin has always been like really close to Argento, uh, especially like on his more well-known ones like Suspiria and Deep Red. Uh So this was like kind of the first time like Argento was like throwing different type of genres into it, which... You know, as we said, it was a little jarring, but, like, as a fan of Fifi Metal, like, I definitely appreciate it, even if it didn't, like, really fit all the time. But, like, it was a nice, like, change-up from what you're used to seeing, but you still had a healthy dosage of right. Goblin uh, throughout this. Uh, but, you know, you had uh, Dario's ex-wife, uh, Dario Nicolatti, uh who starred in Phenomena as uh, Bruckner. Uh, and, yeah. you know, this is someone who had been in a lot of other work, Uh, With her husband at the time, you know, she was in Inferno, in Tenebrae, in opera, uh, and, you know, fell in love with Dario when they were filming Deep Red, uh, which was the other movie uh, I watched last night with the phenomena. But, you know, outside of that, some interesting tidbits, too, like the chimpanzee that we see in the movie... Uh, did not get along with Jennifer Connelly. Uh, I, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Too. Basically, bit her finger off and she had I to get rushed to the hospital. Got it uh, to get it reattached. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah totally. needless to say, yeah, not, not the biggest fan at that point. Wild animals. Uh, yeah. And they did plan a sequel at one point that was supposed to get shot in 2001, but unfortunately, uh, it got canceled after some contract issues with Medusa Film, so we never wow. got yeah. a sequel. Mm.
2: That would have been crazy. In 2001, they probably would have had a hard time getting Jennifer Connelly back, I think. they
1: probably get her now, seen her in much these days oh she's
2: kind of <laughs> out there she was doing i can't remember off the top of my head exactly. but i saw her fairly recently in something
1: i mean she's fantastic she i love a her guy. but i mean i just feel like i haven't seen her oh she, she, she was, was a, a villain, villain right in
2: a recent thing in like
1: one of those like marvel movies yeah I'm, or dc movies or something yeah
2: something like that or tv show but anyways
1: <laughs> something what, what TV or movies,
2: you know. (laughs) You know, one of of the major things. (laughs)
3: One of those
2: things. But the movie starts out, of course, similar to Suspiria with a cab ride to school Mm. with lots of nice expositions so that we can learn who the main character is and what she's about, where she she likes the bugs.
3: Oh, right,
1: yeah. She's a big
2: fan of bugs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) then, uh, yeah. that's... That's kind of her personality. I know. I know that's a lot of fun and of course we get to the school and she gets to meet her very cool roommate my dad mm-hmm. smoking up a store
3: and it's <laughs> so funny because
1: girls are like 16 and they uh i looked up their ages they, like the roommate at least was straight up 16 on the dot when uh when the movie was released so she was even probably a little younger but like maybe just like 15 but um 16 is young like they're mm-hmm. like they're little girls. <laughs> Yeah. And like they're just like smoking it up, and like the headmistress like, "If I catch you again, I'm like you caught right now, just take the cigarettes." No.
2: And I thought it's like Jennifer Connelly definitely shows uh, as like a real actor.
1: Yeah, she uh, did really good. Like she did a really good job.
2: And that scene with the with with her roommate, where she kind of talks about like her dad and stuff. It's definitely again like a situation like where we were when we were talking about clowns at midnight, where. You kind of see, like, a bad actor next to working a good actor. next to a good actor. <laughs> and the, like, really obvious, like, stark difference yeah. in, in the performances between Yeah, them. Sophie was not a good actress. <laughs> Where, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, even at a you know, young age, she was a legit actor at that point. Yeah. For sure. That's right. She wasn't, like... I mean, there's a lot of, like, standing around kind of staring at things, but that's typical Dario or And you know. also,
1: like, the whole point of, you know, of being a young actor that you go and you go through a career is that of course you're going to pick up better chops as you go mm-hmm. along. And, you know, that's, that's pretty neat. I mean, I think she's a pretty fantastic actress. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see her in the early. In the yeah. early.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with like the whole standing around, like looking at stuff, that was also partially because like you're waiting on the bugs So, you know, actually do the detective work. <laughs> Such a random just point in that movie. Uh, But anyways, as we mentioned, like Jennifer has a sleepwalk in issue. uh, And, you know, one of the nights she sleepwalks outside of the school onto the roof uh, where she witnesses one of the students being murdered. Uh, So after she she witnesses this, she falls off the roof and ends up running into the town. Eventually, she ends up getting lost in the woods where she is found by a chimpanzee. And if you're wondering, like, uh, how th- that strange turn of events happened, it's you just got to go with it. <laughs>
1: Wait, did you the part where she almost got kidnapped. <laughs> was she going to get kidnapped? Or were the well, guys yeah. she was freaking out because the guys picked her up when she was sleepwalking?
2: Well, I gotta say the thing in the fir- in the forest first though. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure when she was lost in the forest, the bug she was gonna use the bugs to help her figure out how to get out. Yeah, of the forest. Yeah, she does not use her powers. And then when the monkey like. showed up, it was like, oh, okay. Like, does she control monkeys, monkeys too? <laughs> was, but yeah, no. The, yeah, that scene where she is freaking out in the street and those guys hit her with the car and they're trying to help her and then and they're helping they... her, and then it turns into a kidnapping yeah you're like what
1: it's... is happening and I'm such a mm-hmm. dumbass that I was like they're trying to help you and I was like oh I don't think they're trying to help her. <laughs> and then-
2: <laughs> the weird thing is is the way that it plays out it literally feels like they were trying to help her yeah and then it just sort of transforms into this bad situation for no yeah. explainable reason mm-hmm. like, but
1: I mean I guess they should have like stopped and called for somebody I don't I, I really need to review what appropriate ways to help people that are stranded on the street like that although i have to say like i really really like the part uh one of that's one of my favorite scenes is when she's sleepwalking she sees the death which is a pretty cool death of the girl getting stabbed from the back with the spear but there's a lot of breaking glass there's a lot of broken glass in this whole show and uh but the uh the structure of the balcony gives way and she falls through a hole and then her jacket holds on to like a little like you know um piece of metal or something yeah. that's sticking out of the building caught. and she gets caught and then she's dangling and then she holds on to like some sort of like um vine that's crawling up the wall or something and then she has like a soft fall to the ground which is still a pretty hard fall to the ground. I don't know, I thought it was a neat sequence. I liked it a lot. I thought it yeah, was that exciting. Was a good one.
2: It was exciting. I have to take I'm just gonna have to take a, another random tangent for a moment because <laughs> I just rewatched Darkman, okay. and there's a scene. There's a scene in Darkman where Frances McDormand falls off a building, and then she she has handcuffs on, and she gets caught on some rebar that's sticking out. That would have taken off hands her like, hands, right? But, it, but, <laughs> but physically, there was like no possible way that she could have hooked herself onto that rebar because if you're following it would have had to basically go through her to hook on it and so when i saw this scene where jennifer connelly where that happened i my, i instantly was like but there's how that's how they should have shot it that's how him. you do it that's how you do it like because that actually did the exact same thing they did in darkman but actually pulled it off
1: correctly although it was funny because when she starts sleepwalking and she puts on her coat i'm like who puts on her fucking coat when they're sleepwalking it's if you're afraid that you're gonna fall through a balcony, which you know, it was mm-hmm. good foresight on her side. Or
0: or you know, she just subconsciously <laughs> knew that it's colder outside because it's night ah, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> So yeah, that whole sequence and then like it ends with a monkey and you're like, What is happening? Is <laughs> which the... incidentally every time Ingo was on, on screen, I was like, What is happening?
2: <laughs> is that that and that's not the first time she meets the monkey and I mean, that presents, is, right?
1: that's how they meet, up. Is that how they that's up? How yeah, meet? Yeah, so she,
2: the, right, the monkey okay. takes her
1: back to the professor's lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm in a bug. She's like, I'm in a bug. And then, of course, the really awkward, sexy bug scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was very, <laughs> that was very odd. Uh, i like to not to jump ahead a little, cause it, but it does tie in. It's funny how this story was sort of ahead of its time. I meant to check how, when it came out compared to... Uh, 85,
1: I want to say. Mm-hmm.
2: But compared to um, the, uh, you know, Clarice, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, right. that's That was 90s, like 92 or something, mm-hmm. right? Or I don't know. But I felt like this movie was really ahead of its time with getting into the science of using <laughs> oh, bugs yeah, to that solve was fun. murders and corpses. Like, you didn't really hear about that until, I think, like... Silence of the Lambs kind of made that famous that, mm-hmm. that kind of investigatory. talking about like the technique. sequence
1: of the of the different insects that um, mm-hmm. ravish yeah. a body
2: and I thought it was weird and cool the way that you know they got into that like using bugs to solve crimes, but then also on the other hand, she's using her supernatural powers to to control bugs to solve crimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can really control them she can just sort of like communicate with mm-hmm. them and they really like her
2: mm-hmm. like uh because so, he's like oh this flight knows like where the dead body is so <laughs> he'll lead you to the dead bodies
1: <laughs> that was so weird i actually like, i missed that part when i was watching i guess i was spacing out and so she's just on the bus mm-hmm. with this like you know fly in a box and i was like <laughs> what's happening i missed like two seconds of this fucking movie and i was super fucking lost that is I had to go back and I was
0: like... Well, then the then the fly just starts going berserk. And then she's like, oh, we must be close. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took her all over to the fucking cottage. <laughs> That's insane! Did, they, did she actually find a body at that point?
1: No, she rummaged she through the house and then she got busted by the real estate yeah. agent who was mm-hmm. being really creepy with her as wow. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get to, after she escapes... You can have like a little like a uh, big moment of reveal where like underneath the floorboards there's like a severed hand covered in maggots. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Whole lot, whole whole lot of maggots. You got beetles, ladybugs. You got the uh, sarcophagus fly, aka the flesh fly.
1: I didn't know a swarm of flies could kill you, but let's save that till the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a thing. But you know, it's it's interesting because <laughs> you know they have this sort of connection and. Uh, you know, the bugs in this movie are either helping solve the case of the who who's behind the murders, uh, or, you know, they're actually on the lookout to help Jennifer in her time of needs, including school bullying. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. That was pretty cool. I <laughs> to a lot. I did. So, that that scene is definitely, I think, the thing that stands out the most, um, other than the third act of this movie, because the third act kind of just speaks for itself, but just the whole idea yeah. of, you, you know, you have all of these schoolgirls who are taunting Jennifer, and then you just have her, like, blankly staring out towards the window uh basically saying like you know i love you all and all. and then you just see like this swarm of flies and bees outside of the window of the school uh ready to just break in and come to her aid. i thought like that was such a striking scene teach those bullies a lesson <laughs> No, that was, yeah, that was a great scene.
2: And then, like, the school,
1: like, uh, the school teachers, like, didn't do shit either. They're like, well, it's harder growing up, I
2: guess. Yeah, (laughs) you're
1: going to get bullied sometimes. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) That scene also felt like, it felt like a direct reference to Carrie. Except that, you know, the twist being, instead of killing everyone, like Carrie, she she was like, I love you all, and then just passed out. She was talking to the bugs. She was, I guess, yeah. She wasn't talking to her bullies. But was she? I don't know. Like, I kind of thought she might be talking to the bullies, too, where she was, like,
0: like they were sort of being, mother. like,
2: well, and they were kind of being, like, she has this power to control these bugs, but she's not, like, a bad person. She doesn't, like, use the bug bugs to hurt people. She used, you know, to solve crimes or, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs>
1: I took it as her just talking to the bugs directly and because they were, like, coming to her aid and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, true. And I guess a bunch of bugs could kill you. I mean, if they got into your nose and mouth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you
2: could suffocate. But they eat the n- your face flies, off. Flies, like, will bite They bite your face off? Well, I don't know. I, probably not in real life, but no. I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> is if, ever... if the
1: fly movie is any indication they can spit acid on you, mm-hmm. if enough flies got on you, could they acid spit your face off?
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think there's a Mythbusters episode in that, though. <laughs> Dario Argento says yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will just believe whatever he tells me. That's like when, uh, you know, he has—is oh, it Dario Argento or uh, Bava who has that scene where the spiders eat the person's face off? What movie is this again? I think it might be *The Beyond*. And that's yeah, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Because there's a that famous Italian one with all the spiders crawling all over the guy's mm. face. I don't but too many anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. It does seem like so. I did see. I have to say too. I saw the hour and a half version back ages ago, and when it was called Creepers, Uh and it had this pretty much the same type of cover. But the hour and a half version makes is even harder to follow and makes even <laughs> less sense for sure because. I think this is a great movie, but it's, it's a hard to, it's, a hard, it's follow, hard to man. recount the story because it's hard to follow. It's so I, ahead.
1: I hate to jump ahead, but, uh, when uh, the, you know, the cop gets overpowered by the woman and then he gets chained and is later attacking Jennifer Connelly. Well, he's not attacking her. He's trying to help her, but he's freaking her out. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm jumping ahead a lot, but I just say like, I remember at one point I was like, well, who the fuck is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cause it
1: was way too quick for her to overpower him and then mm-hmm. drag him downstairs I am up, and then like go where? Like what? It, it, this wasn't a lot of time that was passing. I mean, when she was reaching for the phone, it was like one minute, and then like five minutes later, he was already tied downstairs.
0: I mean, I I think to be honest, like uh, that's kind of always been the case with Jolly films. Like yeah, the pacing and just the the way that the story is being told is always kind of inconsistent uh, in a lot of the major ones. Um, but, you know, in this one, it's just because you have so many supernatural elements. I feel like that just makes things just that much uh, more absurd throughout the entirety of the movie, where it's just everything is just so scrambled in your mind that you're just like, oh, and then this happened. And you're like, wait, what? Like, where? what happened two minutes ago? Like, two minutes ago, Jennifer was sleepwalking again, and she awakens to the sounds of Sophie screaming. And uh, that's when she follows this firefly to this black maggot infested glove that belongs to the murderer. And she's like, what the hell is monkey. going on? <laughs> and now
1: there's a monkey. Monkey has a straight razor.
2: <laughs> and, it, you know, another funny thing about the way that it, the movie was structured was that, like, they would spend time on one aspect of the story, like the sort of crime, as the murders, the crime, and the, the sort of deducting the crime for a chunk of time, and then they would spend time on the supernatural part mm-hmm. and her powers for a time, and it would it would get to the point where I'd forgotten, like, oh yeah, I actually forgot she had bug controlling powers at one point because we had gone for so long just dealing with the crime and the murder part. And that, I, yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, I forgot that. I kept forgetting about the
1: monkey.
2: Yeah, the monkey.
1: Which is like, how do you forget about the? How do you forget about it? You got... And speaking of Inga, uh, you know, right after that scene that we just talked about, that was one of the, another great, there was a lot of great kills, a lot of really great visuals and Mm -hmm. good scenes, Uh, but of course is the death of the doctor, uh, Donald Pulson, and the the monkey reacting to the intruder in the house, Mm
3: -hmm. trying to
1: kill uh, her dad, and... How like the the scene where you know the monkey's like tearing op- open the door like the, with the shingles and stuff? Yeah, trying to eat. not the shingles. What are they called? The blinds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's tearing open the 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 door. Like I thought that was really good. Like mm-hmm. I forgot this monkey was acting. <laughs> monkey
2: acting. Monkey yeah. acting.
1: And uh, and do I have the right name for this primate?
2: What? That it's a monkey. Yeah, chimpanzee. A chimpanzee. 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 Mm-hmm. the chimpanzee
1: and then of course the killing of the dad and then she's really sad and then like you see the killer in the car and then bam monkey again on the rooftop <laughs> that was again I was I was I. there were so many like surprising turns mm-hmm. like they're not even jump scares they're just like bam surprise so they're they're kind of wonderful I really enjoy them yeah I wouldn't movie in, in its entirety like good but <laughs> but it's great if you get my meaning
0: yeah, I mean, there's sudden turns, uh, which also includes the car, because Inga does kind of get thrown off the car uh, yeah. <laughs> and left on the side of the road. But, you know, it's okay, because, you know, Inga does make a heroic return later on in the movie. But I just remember, like, when I saw the Fireflies initially, I was like, okay, where's this going to go? Uh, and then, you know, it leads to, like, the glove. And it's just like, okay, you know, you got the black glove, very, you know, reminiscent of other Jolly films uh, in this yeah. case. And it's just just the whole concept to me, cause like I never really heard about like these uh, telekinetic powers with bugs and solving murders or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, just to stop to really think about it. I was like, this, this type of concept does not seem real to me <laughs> like at all, but I would a hundred percent be down for uh, just like a series of Jennifer and just the uh, sarcophagus bug solving cold cases. Yeah, we, we yeah. need yeah. <laughs> them with,
1: with the uh, bug perspective camera work, which was really hilarious. Like I don't know, I didn't know that uh, you know uh, maggots had that many eyes. They're not spiders. <laughs> but uh, oh, I just wanted to mention one other thing that the movie did so well that it was just you just so pleasantly surprised the entire movie. So right after Inga gets you know thrown off of the the cart roof. You know, they have that little scene about, like, oh, she's okay. And now she's got a weapon scene where she comes across a trash can and she's, you know, drinking, like, juice out of a carton or whatever beverages out of a carton. And, you know, because she needs to eat. And then she looks in the garbage and there's a straight razor. And she grabs a straight razor and you're like, oh, yes, someone's going to get it now. But then there's so much crazy shit in the third act that you totally forget that Inga is is still in play. And and then, of course, it definitely comes back
2: to bite somebody in the face. Yeah, it, it feels like, in the, the first two acts, it feels like they took two different movies and mashed them mm-hmm. together. Like, you could just have the murder part, or you could have the bug uh, telekinesis part as separate movies. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then the third movie basically feels like a new movie starts up. And you have a whole new thing.
1: But I have to say, like that, like we were talking about the third act, it's so fast paced and it's so filled with so much um what do you call it? Um resolution, where like a lot of things that were sort of prepped earlier in the movie are just coming to a head mm-hmm. that it's really exciting and it's nonstop and it's it's just um it, it's really surprising because you kind of forget all the little things that are still in play. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about Inga and her straight razor.
0: Yeah, like, we haven't even talked about, like, even early on in the movie, you also had the part of the story with, like, Jennifer's school, uh, as, like, they're learning about her sleepwalking and these powers, because initially they're, like, they're wanting to study her in regards to, like, you know, trying to fix her sleepwalking issue, and then they learn of her powers, and now all of a sudden she's, uh, batshit crazy and trying to get her committed. That's right! <laughs> and, you know, you you control flies, so, uh, you know, you're the lord of the flies now. they Like, the headmistress starts saying that she's the devil, which is ironic, considering the fact that throughout the movie, Jennifer is always uh, glowing and in white. So she has, like, ed- that angelic presence about here in yeah. quite a few scenes.
2: Yeah, always innocent and for- good.
1: I forgot about the part where the... And Mr. Stushius. Yeah, they actually
2: do put her in a like then, a like, padded weird, room too. And, yeah. That, oh yeah. Like a little,
3: the,
2: what do you or call it? Yeah. Study her. but she runs out of. The I'm like, study.
1: what kind of school is this? With all this like budget for studying, the one
2: student who slept walked,
1: sleepwalked, I sleepwalked. I don't know the past tense of sleepwalk. Apparently, sleepwalked. It was <laughs> nuts. It was very, very nuts. And I'm looking now at my list of things that happened. Oh, okay. We've gotten to the wire transfer scene where she's run away from school, and she's called up her dad's lawyer. Which again, so sad that you never actually get to see her dad at all in
2: any way whatsoever. It reminded me of House. Actually, her character. <laughs> But where you have, you know, what was her name? Beautiful or Fantasy? Oh yeah, yeah. Where her dad is the composer, and he's kind of like a big wig. It it kind of felt like that. It reminded me of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: like really neglectful parent. Yeah,
2: Yeah. neglectful parent. She never interacts with uh, ever. Just his lawyer. Yeah,
1: Mister. It was a Shapiro or something. Yeah, and that was, uh, I have to admit, like, they, they, there was a lot of really good misdirection in the movie, and, like, that's, you know, big old, big old hint to Argento on that. But, because uh, I kind of, because I, I saw this movie a long time ago to the point where I don't remember, I didn't remember any of it, I was like, yeah, I'm excited to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the the school mom, who's, like, really mousy, like, had completely written her off, right? So then we get her in the wire transfer scene, where Jennifer uh, goes to the bank, to try to get some money or because she talked to her to her dad to Shapiro by, you know, sending her money so that she could get a ticket back home. And, you know, school mom shows up and, and you know, you're like, well, of course, the lawyer called the school and be like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? Go get Jennifer. And uh, and then I was like, yeah, Jennifer, go with her. <laughs> later, as they're approaching their house, you're like, this is a really big house. Do you live here alone? Just me and my son. And you're like, uh oh, and then you walk in the house and all the mirrors are covered. My son is very ill. I'm like, shit, it's her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was—I was so surprised, and uh, and then it just became so like obvious. Of course, it was her. She was the only adult with like a lot of speaking parts that wasn't the professor, and he's dead. Mm-hmm.
2: And she had like the puppet version of her kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, like Jennifer's acting like it actually is her son, and then <laughs> she just like throws it <laughs> on the ground.
1: She's like a <laughs> doll-sensitive girl. I did. And then gives her the most giant roofie I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or
1: whatever that thing was. But she's like, you have to take both pills. One will do, but you gotta take, take both.
2: Not being suspicious at all. But she's already really
1: angry at her. I'm like, why are you listening to her if you already hate her? And gets into the bathroom, takes the pill, feels sick to her stomach, regurgitates it. And then she sees all these uh, maggots all over the place. And then she's freaking out a little bit. But I was like, I thought you were friends with maggots.
2: Yeah, she should be. She should be really technically. You
1: know. Yeah, whatever, I guess. But um, gets knocked on the gets bonked on the head when she tries to, oh yeah, they have a little fight and then she just like turns her back <laughs> on the person she was fighting with mm-hmm. to go make a phone call mm-hmm. and um, and of course gets bonked out. on the head and I'm like, Jennifer Connelly, did you not
2: I mean, she's 16. She probably doesn't know that these things oh. happen. And then what <laughs> totally stood out to me in that part too was that after she knocks out Jennifer Connelly, she pulls her by Kinda, her head yeah. like from the thing on her neck. And that's actually Jennifer Connelly. She's like pulling her by her head, basically. Like damaging her spinal thing, cord
1: like, and shit. Dragging her across <laughs> the
2: floor. I was like, wow. And then, yeah, Jennifer Connelly suffered a
1: lot from this movie. She had her finger bitten off. She's getting dragged around by her neck. A bunch of dudes are being creeps.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a parent here for adulthood is what it was. Uh, same, same way, like, when she's trying to, like, vomit up the pill, you know, you have the chick on the other side just constantly pounding, what are you doing in there? You know, I'm just yeah. waiting, I'm just waiting for Jennifer to just be like, drugs, <laughs> <laughs> No, nothing. <laughs> she's like, what a bitch. And you're like,
1: Jennifer, she's
2: a killer. <laughs> she's trying and to kill her. you.
1: <laughs> and then she opens the door, I'm like, God damn it,
2: Jennifer.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, so then, of course, cops shows up. And uh, she's already been bonked on the head, so she's out for the camp for the meantime. And uh, and then another surprising batshit crazy thing that happens is that the house is like a safe house, right? She pushes a button, and all these like metal sheets come down on all the windows and doors. What the fuck was that? That was they just moved there, didn't they? Just live in the cottage? What was
0: going on? With that? Just wants a little privacy, you know.
1: Yes, but they were in the cottage and then they moved to this bigger house and she had those things installed uh,
0: yeah no, <laughs> okay, okay so my take on that was they kind of like set it up like and this is like going to into her like her explanation like towards the tail end of the movie uh she was just really worried that because her son was figured that people were going to uh Basically, like, try to kill them. It's basically what it was. So that was just the safety oh, no. precaution. To protect her
2: son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, he was, her was her son
1: the... killing, right? Not her?
2: Yeah, the son was the murderer. He
1: was putting tonight, together like... that uh, that staff. Yeah. Very methodically. And then he, kind
2: of... I guess he needed that staff because he was, like, three feet tall. So he had to, like, reach with it. But he wore the black glove. Like, he was... I swear, it's like... I mean, obviously... It's sort of wacky to try to pick this apart. Yeah, there's, let's not get too into it, right? But the murderer was definitely shown, like the hand height was at an adult height when they attacked, you know, where it's almost how that little kid pushed that one woman's head through the window. I don't know. I guess he had mutant strength. strength? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. Because I mean, like that would, that would be needed for a lot of these scenes.
2: But he is like a. It's never explained, right? He's got a messed up face. Yeah. He's just like the. uh,
1: Oh well, there's a little bit of explanation, but not really for that. But uh, when the cop arrives and he's uh, um, interrogating Frau Buckner, yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently, she used to work as a nurse at an insane asylum. And she got raped, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of Freddy Krueger. Oh, I miss that. Yeah, bit. like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah. So, that's something that's going on there, and I guess the kid might be, like, the...
3: what it happened the baby I, from yeah.
2: it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like oh, a... Okay.
3: It's
1: a
2: Freddy Krueger. I, yeah, I... I forgot that part amongst all the stuff that, that was happening. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a whole new movie was starting, basically, in the third act. It's yeah. Like doing a whole new and
1: movie. honestly, it was pretty fantastic. That, totally. was, that was a really great third act. And so, uh, while Copper is being dispatched, which we don't see at all. Because, I mean, well, she doesn't kill him, so we there's no death scene to be recorded. Or not recorded, but, you know, be noted. Um, but there is that weird time loop that we were just talking about before where uh, the, the this woman is dealing with the cop while Jennifer Connell is going after the, the phone after she wakes up and she's going after the phone so she didn't call for help. And she the phone ends up going down this weird little pit in the middle of the house. <laughs> she goes after it. And then it was really fun. I, I have to admit, that was really great. Was she the, the lawyer's trying to call and she picks it up at the same time, but she doesn't quite like she misses his call, which would have been pretty helpful, oh. although in the, she didn't. He did. He showed up anyway for yeah. all of like, you know, 30 seconds. But then, of course, we got Copper reaching out for her and pulling her out of that hole. And then she, her thinking that he's the killer or the son, which I did, too. And then later, I'm like, wait a minute, he's wearing a shirt, a clean, half ass clean shirt then covered in blood. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was very confused. And then, of course, you get the very wonderful 80s uh, human soup, hit, which is so popular in so many movies. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, mainly poltergeist.
2: Yeah. Yes. I kept, I kept, it kept, that scene kept making me feel like someone should just be like, hey, just stand up. And like she would just stand <laughs> up and it would only be like two feet deep, you know what
3: I mean? Yeah. Because
2: she kept doing that, mm. like, oh, oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell over again. Oh, I, I'm trying to get up, but I can't. I fell over. And, um. Gross! Because I could think about. I was like, "It's kind of in her mouth. Oh, it definitely got it in her <laughs> mouth. Oh, it's in her
1: mouth. What do you think that is? Like oatmeal
0: and have oh no!" Ugh. I and then of I course for the... not to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and then of course you've got like the very convenient burst pipe that kind of hoses her down, so she's mm-hmm. not gross anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, she would have had to do the rest of the scene, the rest of the movie covered, covered in, yeah. in goop
2: mm-hmm. and human. Goop. What was the was what was the human soup... Uh, thing for did they say or was it just kind of part of the craziness part
1: of the craziness i'm guessing other dead bodies that were accumulated victims of victims of the, of the kid him, that the mom yeah. had cleaned up and put into the pit so. yeah, yeah because i mean they i mean that kid must have been killing a lot because he was yeah. leaving them out of strewn around and she was bringing some home yeah shit i mean they did live right next to the school so.
2: <laughs> but that was like a toddler like, but so kid. tiny. Like, it, it's hard to like visualize
1: I mean, how that's gonna work out.
2: I mean, I can We can't fault this movie for not being realistic, but it's just like it's I hilarious. swear that's like that kid is like three foot tall <laughs> and like fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I, I kept
1: thinking a lot. Of, I'm like, how is he? How's he doing all this shit? How <laughs> is this happening? And okay, so then uh, she runs. She gets out of the human soup. Uh, oh, but a oh, great scene where I thought that, you know, Frau Bruckner Buckner was going to get dispatched was when the cop mangles his own hand to get out of the 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 restraints and then grabs her by the neck is choking her and then beating her with the other like yeah. the other part of the chains. And I was like, well, she's done. But then you sh- I should have known better because if if she were you're not done until you have a big death scene. And if you don't have a big death scene, you're not really
0: done. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's a, that's, and I can't believe this movie, you know, uh, I forgot
0: my basic roles of horror movies. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah. to be fair, those were established well after this movie. Well, yeah, yeah but well, before I
1: started watching horror movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is true. <laughs> you have known better.
1: I should have known better. <laughs> I was dumb. But mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of, it was a lot of fun though, because I was, Really surprised several scenes in the movie, and, and you know we've we've talked about this before on the show. Where it's it's when you watch a lot of horror movies, you get a little jaded because you know a lot of the tricks.
2: Mm. You get used to the tropes, mm-hmm. which which yeah. This it's funny because this movie is heavily into horror movie tropes, but at the same time, is so random that <laughs> it wasn't predictable or anything. And I would say it's like. Dario Argento definitely has, I mean, the Italian filmmakers in general, the the big ones, uh, it's like, it's definitely got to be a cultural thing. Uh, and I've done a little reading about it where these movies are not like random like this because they don't know what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. more of they like... Can.
1: They can't. They're so such professionals, yeah. Mm,
2: like they, they're random and weird like this because they want them to be nightmarish and surreal and mm-hmm. creepy atmosphere because it's like jarring that you're having a hard time following what's going on.
1: I will things. buy that, but I'm having a little bit of a hard time buying like the awkward music sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that... The music definitely felt like was definitely kind of random because they'll have the rock, you know, he, he'll definitely put the rock music. And so will the other. I, don't time. get me wrong. But yeah, there were times where they just like turned on. It was like somebody just pressed play on motorhead and then let it play for a while and then press stop. And there was no real connection to why they were playing it. But, it, but I just wanted Sometimes. to get back. I just wanted to say there's something about these movies, the Italian movies and Dario Argento where if it was an American filmmaker and an American movie, when you have these kinds of things, it isn't just kind of being bad. But for some reason, when they do these, it works so much better. It's always entertaining and yeah. fun. And and you're always engaged watching it, even though it's so random and weird and doesn't make sense and hard to follow, you know? Where like, <laughs> normally that can kind of make you detach and pull you out of the movie, you know? Love this but with you know all of these like Suspiria and and uh the Beyond and all those kind of Italian movies it's like it's just, they're they're really cool they're just weird yeah. surreal creepy <laughs> movies.
1: right and we have of course the very final scene which is pretty outstanding so we get into a, a dinghy or Jennifer Connelly gets into a dinghy and here comes 3 year old um, mass murder, uh, and throws a spear at her, which punctures the gas, of uh, a, a, a tank of gas that's on the boat. And you're like, oh, you know, make sure to remember that for later. <laughs> <laughs> I fight, 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 fight. Uh, lots of back and forth. And oh, yeah, that's right. She controls bugs. And down descends cloud of flies, which bite off his face.
2: Mm-hmm. That Jesus was insane. Face. That was pretty great. And I thought for sure they were gonna do. I thought he was gonna do a little Friday the Thirteenth where like the kid was gonna jump out of the water. At her yeah, and me but, too. <laughs> but it didn't happen.
1: He did grab her ankles, yeah, a little bit, but and then they showed his face half enough, kind mm-hmm. of not even half fully eaten off.
2: Mm-hmm. And, that was uh, another instance where it was like, yeah, oh yeah, she has powers. I oh forgot yeah, about
1: that. And it's then, been uh, so long. Oh, also, she controls bugs. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, the the the, the fire is ignited, and that was way too much fire for the amount of gasoline <laughs> that was spilled. But of course, I've you done know, cool. germ- dramatic
0: was- effect. You know, it's what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that fire spread
2: far. And and as and like uh inferno some great underwater photography he always makes underwater look really cool and like blue green colors i mean and stuff. it's no zombie versus shark but you know it's mm-hmm. still pretty good
1: but yeah that was really neat and we got the ankle holding and like the face of the the kid who's now mm-hmm. all like gross and she makes it away he gets burnt to a crisp and then she goes on to shore and i was like oh okay okay it's over and then and you're like, okay, it's over, but why is the, why doesn't it feel over? And then in comes Shapiro with like backlit, you know, setting, right? Mm-hmm. And then there, there the music and the movement indicated to me something bad was gonna happen. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck happened now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I thought we got rid of everything. And so and like the movies telling me like it's all the all the hints of like the music and this the slow movement of people as they're trying to, you know, reach each other, like there's like a trying to run to him scene, and you're like, uh-oh. Oh, no. What's happening now? And then, bam! Decapitation.
2: Yeah. And I like, uh, by the way, I have to call it that one bad guy. At the, that bad guy at the end is the same guy sure. from Demons, uh, the movie Demons, <sighs> who has the metallic face mask that passes out Ooh. the tickets. He's uh. the bad guy in that one, too. But, yeah. Yeah. And then she lives, of course, and makes it home to America, right?
3: Well,
1: you're missing, like, the biggest what? part. The m- Inga. <laughs> Inga. Inga. Back. Inga with the street raiser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the monkey. The monkey comes back here. So, Shapiro gets decapitated yeah. with this weird metal sheet yeah, that, yeah. that the nurse or that uh, Frau Buckner is holding, and she had decapitated him. And then she, she's she got Jennifer O'Connor on the ground. And she's got the sheet on her neck and she's cutting her a little bit. But of course, she's got to tell her everything because she's got to tell somebody. She
0: She basically Uh confesses who she had murdered and it was out of fear for that her son would be harmed.
2: Oh, so right. Yeah, because the mother murdered people, too. Right. I think she killed
1: the professor, right? She must
0: have. Yeah.
2: So they were both killing people.
1: Yeah, she he was killing out of craziness and she was killing out of craziness and also protecting this of her son. Yeah, so right.
0: she had killed McGregor and the guy that was trained up in the basement.
2: Yeah. You have every. I think if you live in Italy, you're required to own a black trench coat and black gloves. I do
1: believe you're right. Yeah, I you. think
2: everyone has to have that there, mm-hmm. so that just in case you become a murderer, you yeah, can you have all the stuff already on.
0: And it's <laughs> and you it can erase them. suspicion because then everyone has some. You know, <laughs> exactly.
2: How, how are the, how are they going to know? Right, like <laughs> you never know until the end when they're unmasked. Exactly, it <laughs> not really be anyone.
1: And so here here's uh here's Frau Frow, Fraulein and then uh and Jennifer about to die and then out of nowhere comes Inga with a straight razor and just cuts her to bits. <coughs> and then like later after she's done uh murdering Fraulein over here, uh she goes over to Jennifer Conley and Jennifer like, you know, pets her and stuff. And then I thought like, I wonder if she had already bitten her finger off at this point. Because, man, Jennifer Connelly's a pretty good actor, so she'd already been off her finger. And she's like, oh, God. Oh I know. My God. Oh, my God.
2: Well, <laughs> there are definitely scenes between her and the monkey. I didn't even know about the finger biting, but there were scenes where clearly she was super uncomfortable and tense around, around the monkey. Me <laughs> like, too. A part where they walk hand in hand, and she's totally just like... Uh, like walking <laughs> with it like very <laughs> and slowly and looking at it the whole time just
1: imagine argenda like don't be scared jennifer she already got it over system
2: <laughs> and not oh, that my to- <laughs> <laughs> also oh, uh, and so uh i also have to comment that of course it's like you have to have donald pleasance in every 80s horror movie and I, he's, I swear, he's just there because it was just a requirement at that time. He's
1: like, well, <laughs> did you want Donald? Because he's just outside. I mean, he can be here in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, and he, yeah, like his story was good and he was like a I good like character. It, yeah. but- definitely just kind of almost felt sort of a throwaway character but
1: maybe because i feel like all the other characters were throwaway. away and he just had some interesting things to Mm -hmm. say so it was like i mean like the main people in the movie are jennifer of course uh bruckner and and the professor i mean everybody else like the cop was like didn't make a fucking difference hey if that if bruckner
0: wasn't a character in this movie none of the cases would have gotten solved she would have had the right bugs
2: Yeah. Oh, I gotta point out too. I meant to point out earlier. I love. It was hilarious. Uh, There is literally the one time in the movie in the beginning where narration is used, voiceover, and only once. And it it literally is just to say like the name of the school and like something else. Yeah, like and Jennifer made it to high school. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. the, The Richard Wagner Academy for Girls
1: yeah and, but then like there's a voiceover with donner with donald later donald pulson is pleasant later pleasant. Yeah. uh but it was just to sort of remind her that all all these maggots are special and they only feed off of human flesh
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: but uh that was but yeah that was weird and kind of awesome i kind of wish there had been more voiceover shit but that's just me i like voiceovers
2: also, his house and the location of his house also reminded me of Human Centipede. The first <gasps> movie, like he was going to be like the creepy doctor from Human Centipede.
1: You know, I haven't actually seen that movie because I don't think I can take it. It's too gross.
2: <laughs> too gross. First one is actually tamer than you would
0: think.
3: Really? Oh,
0: okay. The first one. The second one yeah. is worse. Mm-hmm. and, 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 and in one- both uh, gore and also what you would kind of expect.
2: Mm. disgusting stuff Mm. the first one is surprisingly tame it's mostly the concept watch it okay Mm
1: -hmm. you know how I get frustrated when people get away with shit for too long yeah it's my sense of justice gets off balance
2: (laughs) everyone does get their comeuppance in this movie for sure
1: in uh in human
2: centipede oh no I was saying in in this movie in in phenomena everyone gets their comeuppance right all the bad people
1: even the Mm bullies they get freaked out by a bunch of lies
2: yeah, yeah, they even kind of learned their lesson, and they're like, "Oh, we'll leave her alone. We'll
0: be nice to her."
1: It got super dark in here. Hold on a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess they're fading into the abyss. Oh yeah, I know.
1: It's uh it, you know the time change.
0: Yeah, t- that's that's it's what so happens better. when time passes.
1: Nice. Okay, <laughs> this is much better. We should have been doing this the whole time. Let's let's do it again too. Hey, no, we we'll start start over from the top. I We'll just do it. We'll just have it next
0: week. mm -hmm. So yeah, Phenomena, weird fucking movie, fantastic third act.
1: Really great. It's (laughs) so fun like and i guess you know you when i was saying like it's not a good movie it was and then you had to explain to me like no it's on purpose it's supposed to be nightmarish
2: yeah that's the thing i i I don't remember where i read it or saw it It, maybe a documentary because you're right i mean
1: these are like geniuses they're professionals there they know what they're doing and by this time it's already like late 80s or mid 80s he's already Mm -hmm. been it's not like it's
2: his first rodeo they're coming at it more from like an artistic bent Mm -hmm. you know like a more artsy bent than a more than a literal storytelling which is more american style filmmaking where you need to have all the lot everything has to connect and be logical and make sense Mm -hmm. or else it's a problem you know yeah yeah but i like that because it's true that in i feel like in horror more than other genres you can get away with being weird and surreal and not making sense where that actually helps.
1: Speaking of weird, surreal, and not making sense. Remember how I told you guys that Jodorowski does all of those like lectures on mm-hmm. and he has them online? So I've been listening to some of them and I thought maybe as a segment for our show, I could tell you little things that jodorowsky says that I should do in my life okay. in order to
3: improve it. Okay. Yeah. You
1: to join his cult. He says that women are, uh, because of the patriarchy, we're made to feel that our sexual organs are not as valid as the male penis or penis because it's male uh, or the male penis, whatever you want to call it. And um, he said in order to combat this or fight against this, that if um, if there's a time where I'm going to go ahead and have a meeting or um, talk to a group of men, maybe a time such as this, for example, and I want to feel as powerful as you guys, as his penises, I I should buy seven gold coins, okay. seven little gold coins, and just stick them up there, and uh, and that way I feel that my uh, vagina has as much value as your penises.
2: Oh my god, that's so yeah. weird. That's very literal.
0: Oh, this is exactly what he said too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Next week, I have another one for you. <laughs> <Right>. Oh <laughs> my, man! If I wrap a hundred dollar bill around right Whoa. <laughs> now, So Damn! Top that! Top that. <laughs> <laughs> my friend has to tell my girlfriend about
1: this. She's like, oh, How heavy are these? How big are these coins? Or will they just like fall out? <laughs> I was like, Hmm, I don't think Judaraski
0: thought this through. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just yeah. make sure they're not the uh, the candy coins. Yeah, gotcha. no,
1: no, 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 not the
2: the chocolate coins
1: but I do love that you're going you know, to wrap your penis in $100 pills
2: how did we wait okay are <laughs> talking about this? no, no. <laughs> Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky.
1: Jodorowsky. all right well uh, see you next week for another tidbit from the Jodorowsky lectures <laughs> the next one's going to be gross Damn. all right well it's phenomenal. We had such a good time. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. It's you don't pay attention. If you're on your phone, you're going to miss a lot of reasons why the batshit crazy is
2: happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and oh, and just to comment too as usual, I like the great cinematography. Good. Of lots of cool and gorgeous. nature uh, forest shots of the It looks nice. And he didn't do normally uh I'm blanking on his name. Uh the filmmaker for Argento. this Dario Argento. Argento. Mm-hmm. you know, normally he ex- uses tons of color and mm-hmm. colored lights and things, which he de- he did not do in this. He kept everything very natural looking. A
1: lot of people were These comparing movies.
2: this to Tenebra, like mm-hmm. with the blues,
1: yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. like gray blues.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was great movie though. Anyway, you know, despite its craziness or because of its craziness.
1: But it does. I mean, it's it's so funny because it does seem like a. It's it's so influenced by all these sort of like the big, the big franchises are kind of represented. You know, mm-hmm. you've got your slasher, you've got your yeah. supernatural, you've got uh i already said slashers are <laughs>
0: mystery. Uh... You
1: got a, directly a guy from Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Got it all. <laughs> got
0: it all. And he got killer chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. What? What <laughs> else? What else did I you know? I forgot mean?
1: about Inga. You're a straight <laughs> razor.
2: She Ch- Inga will help. With one hand and kill with the other. Get yeah, even it the way. And I think you did mention, of course, as we were get, got to the end that it, that she slashed you to death with the straight the monkey slash to death it on with it the, the, the straight. And then, yeah, and and that was the other thing in terms of monkey acting. Monkey not to acting, going, <laughs> but uh, I love how it was so weird and just I love how uh, after the after Inga kills the the villain, they, they really like distinctly show like like the monkey is is like almost disgusted with herself oh, for yeah, like she... committing the murder, like and is like horrified at her own actions That's and so is like you get the feeling like he, like the monkey will never do anything like this again. I mean, what? she might
1: bite off a finger, but she's not going to take Jennifer Connelly's life,
2: right? What? I feel like the, <laughs> of all the characters, maybe the monkey had the most development and character growth. <laughs> was, the I think you're story. absolutely
1: right. She lost her dad. Totally. She had. A, she tried to rescue she him, but then she murder. she avenged his murder. Jennifer Connelly couldn't even get through to her dad. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs>
2: What? And she's pretty much the same. Oh after yeah. A wrap. And end, she mm-hmm. kind of she just kind of walks through the movie.
1: And she has that weird face too when she's swimming away from the burning dinghy, where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> "We're like, ah, ah." Yeah. And then it's like, I guess. Well, this, I think this is after she kills or the 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 three year old slasher, yeah, preternaturally strong slasher
0: dies. Mm-hmm. With this spidey little face. But man, what I what I would have given for the cops to show up after Inga kills just to like, like come everything. out and put her put her in the in handcuffs and be like, all right, take take her away, boys. Can you imagine <laughs> send what her I'm to see-
1: decapitated man, <laughs> monkey with a straight razor,
3: yeah.
1: dead woman over here, there's a dead kid floating in the water,
2: you're like, what the fuck happened here? Well and also by that point, isn't uh, Jennifer Connolly's character basically on her way back to America? She's like she's like screw this like I'm not sticking around to help the cops figure this out I'm I'm going back to the I think, America
1: I think I that the last scene is just her holding Inga and that's it like oh, so yeah. no like no sort of next steps for yeah. Jennifer
2: at this point yeah. or Inga I guess we just presume she goes back You
1: better to take class. the fall for Inga otherwise yeah. Inga's going to get destroyed
2: or she could then go to the dance school in Germany for uh, Suspiria Sisperia. Try that school out. Try that school while. out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you really don't want to go to an expensive private school in Europe. That's the lesson of But If you have movies. neglectful
1: parents and too much money,
0: that's where you're gonna
1: end up.
2: Yeah. There's definitely only bad things happening at
0: those places. I kind of want to oh go. Yeah, or just like, just staying away from glass altogether.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's I mean, hard to do, though. There are two murders in the movie where a woman gets pushed through a, win- a plate glass window. Because mm-hmm. it happens a second time in the movie, too.
1: Well, yeah, like the the very first murder. And then, of course, actually the second murder mm-hmm. where she's sleepwalking and she sees her coming through the window. Mm-hmm both very,
0: uh, are fully done. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like that we have, uh, music in the background.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, not- oh, how could you hear this? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. At, that's at joking. That's not, it's not good. I
1: recording yeah like I had my
0: headphones on all right it's, that's, that's fine uh all right so looking ahead next week we'll be discussing mimic which was released in 1997 another one I haven't seen in quite some time this uh, one directed by Guillermo del Toro uh, and I I honestly completely forgot that he directed that movie <laughs> you know because yeah. it's been that like, oh, long
1: I love that dude he's so great.
2: Apparently that's because the studio meddling was so extreme that it it doesn't have his his trademark, his trademark as much as his motherfuckers. His, his, old, his trademark you know, is so bit. nice. Yeah, but that's because he was early. It was his early, mm. but right. but we you don't want to jump ahead too much. <laughs> But yeah, I haven't seen that in ages either. I'm definitely it, at least 15 or 20 years, I think, since I've
1: i I can't remember movie. the plot or who's in it. Is Mira Servino this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, this, is she like an archaeologist or something?
2: Yeah. Like there a really is a weird one? where she is in the subways investigating.
3: hmm.
2: Might be a cop, I forget. She might be an a really hot cop. But that was when Mira, Sorvino, they were kind of making Mira Servino trying to push Bigger her the yeah during that time, this is a wise time. yeah <laughs> it might be it
0: might be <laughs> okay. I'm sure we'll discuss right. that next week. Uh but anyway, yeah. so that is happening next week mimic for episode fifty five. Uh but in the meantime, just a friendly reminder, every Thursday we've been doing watch parties over uh, on Stream Lounge, and uh, we'll be watching The Puppet Master one through three throughout the month. And uh, I gotta figure out what I'm watching tomorrow. Probably another like horror comedy, or I don't know. I'll figure it out when we get there. But that's happening every Thursday, 8:30 p.m. Pacific time, uh, over on Stream Lounge. And of course, if you're looking to contact the show, I can reach us a couple of different ways. Uh, you can find us over on YouTube at youtube.com slash handlewithscarepod. We're also on Twitter at handlewithscare. You can email the show at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. If you are looking to support the show, you could uh, do a couple of things. We have merchandise available on TeePublic at teepublic.com slash handlewithscare. And we also have our Patreon at patreon.com slash handlewithscare, where we have tiers starting at just $1 a month. You can earn... Uh, early access to all of our episodes, as well as get patron picks for phobias and films for the podcast. How uh, about with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight for another episode of Handle with Scare. This has been episode number 54. I've been your host, Tumbling Drunk, joined as always by my co-hosts Holly Hooch and John, And we'll see you all next week.